This is Witness More with Matthew Jonathan and Walter the Dog. Welcome to the podcast. We'll be exploring everything from the paranormal to the strange to the overall unexplained. Sit back, relax, enjoy the journey, and get ready to witness more. Welcome back to another episode of Witness More. I am Matthew. Jonathan. And uh, yeah, so we're kicking off season two. Um, looks like we got a little bit of, not customer feedback, listener feedback. So as always, we really take your your guys' you know, show ideas and your, um, you know, your vice and your, your, uh, uh, your thoughts start. Um, Yes, I think this was the first, at least that I can recall, this would have been the first, um, first, hey guys, I'm interested in this topic kind of email, right? No, we got one a couple months ago. Okay. I don't remember which one it was. It was like eight weeks ago, maybe a little longer. Oh, it was the Phoenix Lights one. It was the Phoenix Lights one. Someone wrote in and said, hey, since you guys are in Phoenix, what's your take on it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so with, with that being said, uh, we got another, another idea, um, kind of an interesting little topic, one that I've heard a little bit about, but haven't taken too much, uh, um, haven't taken it too much to heart, if that makes sense. Right. So, uh, so I don't, do you want to, do you want me to keep talking about, it or do you, do you want to kind of intro the topic or? Um, no, you keep going. Okay. So listener, uh, Wes, he's actually from Arizona, uh, approached us and said, you know, Hey, I've, I've been listening to other podcasts you know, and other, other podcasts are fine. You know, we want you guys to listen to, to, you know, more than just us, but make sure you talk to your friends about us. Um, it's a guy that does a podcast on missing persons in national parks here in the u.s so i said okay you know so i called jonathan and said have you ever run across this before you haven't heard about this and that kind of led into you know us saying okay i think we've got enough here to do a show okay so what's the topic about right well yeah what is it the topic is missing persons in national parks what's there there's a a disproportionate number of missing people in national parks versus i guess other areas um you know i've read uh, i read about probably seven or eight different cases and it, it is a little weird i think i have a couple of explanations for it um you know but at, at first at first glance you're like okay, people get lost all the time, you know, there's wildlife national parks. Um, but there are a couple of, there are a couple of, of missing people, um, that it have basically vanished off the face of the earth in the national park. You know, so I think it is a little quizzical. Um, but I don't think it's all explained by falling off a cliff 
or being attacked by mountain lion. Okay. So what else could it be? Um, well, if, if you're, so this guy says, and, and I don't know how much credence there is to this. This guy says, Hey, listen, it could be alien abductions and it could be Bigfoot. Um, as much as I would love to think that, I don't know that. I mean, I guess it could be Bigfoot, you know, but I, I just kind of feel like, so there's, there's one, all right, so there's one case where it was a two-year-old kid. Uh, he was at a campsite with his family and his grandfather was walking down to the fishing hole. I can't remember how far the fishing hole was, but it wasn't that far. So the grandpa started going down there and like he, like he got tired and sat down and like the kid went a little bit ahead and he like stood up and said, Hey, you're all right. Come on. I'm catching up. And like the kid was just gone and never made it to the fishing hole. Um, you know, the, the account for the family is there's no more, no long, no more than five minutes. This kid would have been unsupervised. Like the guy sat down for a couple minutes, right? So they called the police and the police were out there just about immediately and within a couple of hours were canvassing the area. So if it's, that's kind of, that's, in my opinion, that's kind of odd, okay? If you're canvassing the area within an hour, if it was a, a, an animal attack, mm-hmm. um, you'd, see, you'd see blood. You'd see evidence of that. Not if necessarily. It was, okay, so a snake beat the kid whole? No. Uh, five minutes is plenty of time for a mountain lion to run across, pick up the kid, take it back to the den, and eat the kid with a family of mountain lions or okay. a herd. So Not a herd. You, you don't I don't think there's anything pride? peculiar. I don't think there's anything peculiar about a missing two-year-old in a national park. Uh, you know, walking with an old man unsupervised for five minutes, that's plenty of time for him to get snatched up or her to get snatched up by which national park was this? This was, I think this was one that was in Washington. So predatory animals also know to either snap a neck or grab something by the neck to kill it quickly. So if a two-year-old, if a two-year-old's neck is inside the jaw of a bear or a lion, it's not going to be able to scream or cry. And you're definitely not going to hear it. If an animal just runs across, snatches up a, a two-year-old's essentially a baby, snatches up a baby and takes off with it. Okay. There's okay. Well, like I said, I read about a couple of them. Did did you look into any of them at all? The only thing I looked into, and I saw this a few years ago, it was a map, an overlay map of missing persons overlaid with a cave system map and national forest map. And what I ultimately learned on that is those are maps of missing persons in national parks overlaid with a cave system map of the U S. So that map doesn't show all missing persons in the U S 
is showing missing persons again within those specific areas to ultimately make it look more coincidental. So if you took a missing persons map of the entire US and laid it over a cave system map, it, it would just be all over the place. It would look like the solar system. There would be no rhyme or reason to it. It wouldn't necessarily be heavy in national parks or cave systems. And when you reached out okay. to me initially or originally last week, I thought that was more of the topic that the listener was looking to hear about. Was more like the cave system? Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of debunked. Well, yeah, right? I, I just I just did that. Right. It's so but if you but if you kind of dig into like, I don't know, there's Well, tell me uh, I, some more cases. Everything I've okay. read, there's nothing peculiar about missing persons in national parks. No, but it seems to happen a lot. Well, it happens all over the place a lot. It happens in cities, metropolitan areas, urban areas. And yeah, falling off a cliff or falling into a crevice between two rocks into areas where people are already scarce, but wouldn't otherwise be able to see or go to. How do you not find any remains? Because you can't get to those areas. If I'm walking, know where somebody went. Go on. Okay, so if you know where someone went and you know the path they're going to take, and you follow that path looking for them, I mean, you're going to look. You're not going to look on the path. They're not going to be lying there on the path, like like you know, like a a speed bump on TV show. You know, right? They'll be off the side. Hey, this way through they slip, and you're going to check those places out. Um. I, I just think, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Bigfoot's kidnapping people in the forest, right? I'm not going to say alien abductions are happening in the forest. I mean, I guess there's a possibility, albeit it's probably not probable, but there's a possibility will still, will still exist. Um, I, when you, when you kind of look into it, I think what makes people raise an eyebrow is that, the whoever governs it, not game, the Game and Fish or National Park Services, one of those there's, two entities. Well, there's more and than just they, those two organizations, and I think they overlay. Um, no one keeps records of missing persons reported in the national forests or the national parks. Is you can't like if you ask every agency that 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 has their hand in it and say. What was the number of cases last year? Or what were the cases during these years? Because this guy went went in and filed a Freedom of Information Act. So I'll come back and say, we don't know. We don't keep records of it. So, in in this guy's argument, he's saying that's creating a conspiracy because, well, what are they? What are they hiding? Why are they keeping track of this? Well, you know, I, I can tell you about people that. all the time. Why aren't they? What's what's all right? What are they hiding? Well, it's not what they're hiding is that in order to, so first of all, when you go into a national park or a wilderness area, you're letting people know on a voluntary basis. So like when I go out there, I notify, well, I know a friend or a family member, but also the forest ranger. And I let them know what area I'm planning to go to. 
and when I'm planning on coming back. And then I let them know when I've come back safely. Um, there's no real evidence that people ha- are necessarily going missing in wilderness areas or national parks because it's not documented that they were ever there in the first place. So if I, if let's say you don't hear from me for three weeks and you call the cops and you say like, Hey, I haven't heard from my brother. Can someone go to his house? You know, I live here. Uh, you know, we, we talk on a fairly regular basis and it would be pretty well uh, to assume that I went missing from my neighborhood or, you know, a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona from my home or work or, you know, wherever it may be. But to say that I'm missing from a national forest area, there's no real evidence that I was ever really there. So how can you document it truthfully as I was missing from said area? Well, these cases are people that were there. They knew that they were, they knew that they So, okay, so... So the cases you're referring to, it wouldn't be an accurate number. Maybe 50%. And then the thing is, too, with record keeping is you can't half-ass records. So you can't really have an accurate total of missing persons, which is why it it can't really be uh, documented. I think you can document it. You can doc. Okay. You can document it, but... The total figure could be only forty percent of truth. Okay, but if you, but if if you, if you, but they don't even have a number of people that they knew went missing from a national forest. I'm sure those numbers are out there. That well, this guy said he couldn't find them, and I thought that was odd too. You know, if you say, okay, hey, I know a hundred people that were here that wound up missing here. They're even looking for here. At least you could say, yeah, there was a hundred last year because you know, that there was, you know, I mean, there's going to be the off case of some lady who's trying to get away from her guy. So she parks her car at the trailhead and then takes off and is never seen again. I'm sure those exist. Okay. But again, not knowing the total number of missing persons that are out there, but knowing that there's enough that this is a subject matter for conversation it's it's it does seem a little odd. I'm going to say that it does seem a little odd that that so many people just okay, so I are just gone without. And and I know there's I know there's cases of people like the little girl in Mesa was it 15 years ago, like the ice cream truck was coming. And she's like, can I go get an ice cream? And the dad watched her ride her bike down to the corner to get the ice cream, like went back in his garage to get something. And like, she never came home. You know, I I get that that, that that happens in urban areas and suburban areas, but. I found lots of statistics, actual numbers of people in different States that have gone missing from national parks. Okay, but are those from the National Forest or Game and Fish? Well, so Game and Fish, isn't it? Um, There's also different areas of land, and you're not going to be able to have a state total. There's BLM land, wilderness area, national parks, and national forests. And those are all 
governed under different bodies. Some are state, some okay. are federal. Okay. So that too can be a conflict of interest of how they're going to document it. Well, it would it would always go up to the highest level of authority. So if there's a federal government overseeing it, they'd be the ones that would document it. Not necessarily. So let's just say that that is true. Sure. Wilderness areas are state-governed land, which also have inlays of federal. Uh, then there's also state parks versus national parks, state forest, which is in Arizona called BLM or Bureau of Land Management. And the federal government in no way, at least in Arizona, is involved in BLM stuff. That's all state-managed land. And often no, but- contracted with private landowners, uh, you know, for cattle. You know how you're driving up north and you right. see like a big stretch of land and you see a whole bunch of cattle? Right. That's likely right. BLM or private property or both. Right. So there's a lot of different people involved. And it's not going to be the the federal government's not going to even care about the missing persons on BLM land in the state of Arizona. No, but the state of Arizona, but the state of Arizona should keep track of that. So, if, so there's another story of a guy in Sedona that he was a forest service employee. And I believe had a forest degree from NAU, Northern Arizona university. Um, so this guy knew what he was doing. And he checked in, I forget where he checked in. It might've been a forest ranger like you do and said, Hey, I'm going on a two day hike. Um, it was the middle of May. So there was no storms and no one ever heard from him again. So an experienced guy going out into a spot that he knows pretty well, just disappearing, especially since that's in Sedona, right? Mm-hmm. That already kind of has, you know, there's, there's stories of Sedona. Maybe we should do a Sedona show one time, but it's like, okay, that's interesting. Then there's the other story that I came across of a guy. And I think this was one of the Carolinas um, that actually had a GPS tracker with him. And she was going with a couple of friends. Um, he was, they were going for a run. He was the slower of the runners. And when they looked at his GPS, they saw that he took a right-hand turn to go someplace he shouldn't have started backtracking. And when it like, and they went to the spot that his GPS last kingdom from. Mm-hmm. And again, the guy was, there's no evidence of anything happening. The guy was just gone. A 19 year old kid in relatively good health, just, just gone. Could have so fallen down a crack go? in the ground. Could have fallen off a cliff. All right, but if there's no, but it, okay, so you don't think they're going to check the bottom of the cliff? You don't think they're going to, like, if they're, if they send search parties out, they're not, I mean, I think they're going to look at these things. Some areas you simply can't get to. So the explanation is always, in your mind, every missing person that's wound up in a national park wound up falling someplace that nobody can get to? Well, one, I, I didn't say that. And two, you've given me two instances. And yeah, that could be the case in both situations. All right. It could be. So there's no other explanations? I mean, what else, what's happening to these people? 
Have you read 127 Hours or seen the movie? I, th- I think it was a movie too. I read the book. The guy that had to eat his own hand because of the avalanche or whatever? <laughs> That's... <laughs> Is that it? No. Uh, he had to cut off his arm because he fell in a crevice on a very offbeaten trail. And if he had died there, there's a really good chance that nobody would find his body for years, let alone if ever. Okay. Okay. And that let's say that, let's say that in the past 30 years, 10,000 people have wound up missing in national forests. I think that number is probably low, but let's just say it's 10,000. I think that number's high. Think? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's say a thousand. Okay. Or whatever whatever the number is. Falling off cliffs, winding up in a crevice or a crevasse, crevice, um, getting snatched by a mountain lion. I don't know if that's going to count for every single one of these. Animals are going to be a big one. If you fall and get injured, um, especially wolves, can eat all of you and digest all of you and leave no trace. Bones included. Bones would be scattered. And we know that a tiger can do this. Because we've all seen the tiger king. Right. That's right. Carol Baskin fed her husband to the tiger. So we know the tiger can digest the bones. Which will lead me to believe that maybe a mountain lion can. Mm, maybe I, a bear. At least in our state, I, well, we have black bears, which are kind of small, and mountain right. lions, which are also kind of small. I think in our state, I don't think there's any animals that can digest bones. I think they would be scattered, though. I don't think you would see full skeletons. And okay. when I'm out camping and stuff, the only time I see a full or anything close to a full skeleton, it's the rib cage of a deer or an elk. And there's still just like usually a spine with a couple of ribs left. Uh-huh. Okay. So are any of these alien abductions? I don't think so. Do you believe in alien abductions then? Mm. I believe in the few popular stories like Betty and Barney Hill. And there's another one that I think I believe in. It's not Travis Walton because that's all made up. Um, We talked about one about four or five months ago. Right. Betty and Barney was one. I I, I don't remember the other one, but no, I don't think aliens are taking people from national parks. That'd be a good place for them to do it because they're probably not going to get seen. I don't think aliens care about whether or not they get seen. I I don't know. The word I'd I'd have to think about that further. But no, I I don't think aliens are taking people from national parks. You don't think Bigfoot's snatching up people either? No, I, I still don't know if I'm sold on Bigfoot. But also these disappearances that you've talked about thus far have taken place during the day. Right? Runner, little kid, well, yeah, they're all Sedona right. hiker. Now, here's another right. thing that happens. And I'm not saying that this is any of the cases that you've brought up this far, 
but a lot of people got in the woods to commit suicide. And I, I don't, I didn't bring this up earlier because I think I don't feel it's relevant to what we're talking about. But if you're going to the woods to commit suicide, you're not going to tell people where you're going. You're not saying okay. like, "Hey, I'm going out to the woods," and then kill yourself and never come back. But that could explain if uh, you know somebody sees a car and can't find the person. Right. Well, that's what um, happened to the book. There's a female lady who was in, and she was in. Nah, she might have been in Washington. She was training for the Olympics. She was going to be a marathoner on the Olympics, and she was doing some elevation training mm-hmm. and some like incline stuff. Um, and they found her car parked, and like her husband knew, or her boyfriend, whoever, like knew the path she took. Like this is what she always did to do this training run, for like ten k or whatever. Um, and she was that they never found her. Well, or any trace of her for that matter. So, I don't know, when you just kind of like start reading about them all, I always just kind of, it just looked and said, eh, it seems a lot. Seems a little weird. I'm sure there's plenty of good explanations we can, we can uh, hypothesize about, you know, whether or not, you know, what happened to all of them. Um, as I said, I think the possibility does exist of some of this, but it just seems kind of, I don't know. At first glance, it seems a little odd that. It all seems it's all happening like national forests, and national parks. You know, and granted, those I get those are big areas, and I get that they're spacious, and I get that there's there it's rough terrain, and it's not easily navigated. You know, I understand all that, but it still seems a little weird that. But people that go missing enough. in cities in the middle of the day, all the time, right? And people could very well be kidnapped as well in the woods, even though it's, you know, scarce, but that Mm -hmm. lady could have been running. Somebody else could run that same trail every day and, you know, wanted to take her. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess, yeah, at all. I mean, I think anything, it could, it could be any number of those possibilities. It could be any of them. So, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any more stories? Um, I think I hit most of the ones that I, that I read about. Okay. Um, I did like, a I did little reason- guy's podcast. You did? No, I should. I should. Just kind of see kind of what where where he's coming from. Um, I read an article by him, um, and whereas he never says like it's Bigfoot or aliens, he kind of leads you that way. If that makes sense. So, he kind of puts a little, kind of plants the seed a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. What's the name of his podcast? Oh, man. Hey, let me look it up. It was something like Abducted 411. 
Um, let's see if I still have. So his whole podcast is on missing persons. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Missing missing four one one is the is I think the name of the podcast. He is a here's an article about him. Strange strange disappearances in national parks and forests. The missing four one one phenomena. So um, he has an entire he has an entire podcast only dedicated to missing persons within the national park systems. And has wrote eight books on it too. So, and he's the one who brought this to you for us to do a topic on it, uh, essentially to get our take on it. We should explore having right. him as a guest and having a more detailed conversation about this. Because it sounds like he would be a better source than me Googling stuff as we talk about it. So here's, here's a copy of an interview he did on a radio show. And he said he started with five or 6,000 cases and it dwindled it down to 1,200 and had wrote eight books on 1,200 cases. It just seems weird. So, What's his yeah. last name? Um, P-A-U-L-I-D-E-S. Polities. All right. I was looking at something else. Yeah. But no, I didn't come across that. I came across somebody who wrote a book on 1,100 missing persons cases. Okay. It's set in the national parks. Huh. So I guess there's more than one person looking into this. Yeah. And he says there's probably 15 to 20,000 cases worldwide of missing people. Okay. That. Oh, that's a lot. You said, yeah, you said 10,000 in the U.S., I and I thought that taking a, taking a strike. Yeah, I just, that's why I, I just thought that number was high. The dark. But yeah, he, right. he just looked at five to six thousand cases in in the U.S. and dwindled, dwindled it down to twelve hundred and wrote books about it. So, like I said, it for I don't know for a former lawman, be looking into it, thinking, "Hey, man, there's something, some weird going on." I don't know. So I think maybe we revisit it. Maybe. Uh, I didn't come across any concrete evidence that there was anything bizarre going on. Of course, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of websites you know, like Vice or uh, what's, I don't know, Skeptic Online. You know, those websites right. that are like, eh. but still, I couldn't see anything besides the story. Like, hey, a bunch of people go missing in a national forest. And from everything I know, and experience myself, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've never seen anything weird. So there's nothing that I would uh, lean towards to think otherwise. Right. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, no, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, we, maybe you do have, have a man as a guest that can kind of, he can kind of tell us a little more. You try and find this guy and say, Hey, really to talk to you. So there's something else we could do. Uh, revisit this topic with him as a guest. And I don't know, publish this as like part one and then have a part two with him. Oh, okay. 
So have this like be an intro. If he's available within the next week, do part two on this and have, right. uh, you know, essentially someone more educated than the both of us to talk about it in a little bit more detail. And then we can all just mm-hmm. have a conversation, kind of like have him do the intro and then talk about it for 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. Cause I think you and I might be on the same side of the coin for the most part. Yeah. That, how many books have you written on the topic? How many books have I written on the topic? Yeah. Only seven, only seven. See, now I only wrote a paragraph in an email to oh, you yeah. last week. <laughs> okay. So you both have None of the books have been published. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So they're mostly doodles. <laughs> Basically, it's all in my head. Okay. I have to, yeah, I have to transcribe it. They're on little tiny tapes. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that little tape recorder, mm-hmm. dark and stormy night in Yosemite national park. What happened to Lisa Abbas? So, so if he's not available, we can discuss another topic next week and revisit this when he's, yeah. uh, you know, when our schedules all <laughs> align. Right. No, we could, we could. So I guess there, there might be something there. Just, I would really have to get sold on it for a while. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I would want to know, you know, hey, you know, this person wound up missing in a field and it was 20 acre field and there's no mountains, there's no crevices. And we know this is the last spot this person was at and now they're just gone. I mean, that's what I want to know. That would be weird, right? You know, if they said, you know, like if, um, I don't know, or you know, I mean, it's. I don't know, I'd have to. You mean like if someone to, disappeared? A little enticing. If someone disappeared from a flat, open area. Correct. Where yeah. there's no cliffs or crevices. Where there's no, where there's no place for someone to fall, or someone to get stuck in, or someone to get lost in. You know, hey, you've got to cross this path across this huge open meadow, and you know, there's no. You scour the area. There's, there's. You know, you'd see animal prints come up to grab somebody. You'd see, you know, there'd be more evidence. Mm. And that's kind of what it sounds like, you know, but, but I don't know. We'd have to, so yeah, well, we can reach back out to our listener and find out, you know, what their, what their interest level would be as being honored as a guest um, or try and get a hold of the guy that actually wrote the books. I thought it was the same guy. No. I thought the guy who does no. the podcast wrote the books. This, yeah. The guy who wrote the podcast does the books. But the guy who, but the guy who contacted us is not the same person. The oh, listener thought, is not the person that does the does the podcast. The I podcast thought the listener the was the, the same po- guy. I thought it was all the same no. person. No, no, no. They're two people: our listener and then the guy that writes the books and does the podcast. Which our listener listens to all the podcasts, so he would yeah, probably, so he would still be more knowledgeable than us. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can all we can figure that all out later. We don't have to do that yeah. now during our recording. No. no, no, we don't. We'll 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 tackle all that. So, all right. So, cool. I think else? we should go that route. Okay. Uh, any other topics that you've come up that you've come up that have come up you've been thinking about in the last couple of days? Um, not really, because I kind of had most of my attention pointed to to this. Um, okay. 
you know, I haven't really, I haven't really, yeah, nothing else has really crossed my, uh, across my desk, so to speak. Um, I kind of thought, I thought there would be like, I don't know. I didn't know where this was going to go. Once I started like taking a deeper dive into it and reading some of the stories, I thought, Hey, maybe there'd be a tangent, but it, it that never really, that never really came to fruition. No. Um, yeah. I still, and we've asked for this before, and I know we're getting kind of close to the end of our time limit, but I still yeah, want someone from a different country to tell us about some folklore or something for us to learn about, you know, like a new topic. I checked our uh, geolocation, our audience stats, uh-huh. and uh-huh. right now 68% of our listeners are in the U.S., which means that we have 32% of listeners in other countries. And there's got to be something that one of those thirty-two percent right. can suggest. So, can well, ask yeah, again. I think so. Witness more podcast at gmail dot com. Reach out with a, a story from your area. Give us something to look into and have a conversation about. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. So, cool. All right. All right. Good. So short episode. Thank you. But. Uh, no, what'd you have for lunch? Oh, I just, I just, uh, I just made a cheeseburger and um, threw some tater tots in the air fryer. I, uh, I made a three-pound flank steak yesterday. I cut up. And, yeah. Well, it was three pounds before I cooked it. It probably came out closer to two. But oh, okay, still I'll be snacking on that all week. Oh, okay, I'll say if you have it at one sitting, you should give yourself a t-shirt and put your picture on the wall. Oh. Well, my picture's already on the wall for eating four cheeseburgers one day, so I can't be the only winner in my household. All right. That's true. That's true. Well, I'll come over and have two pounds of steak and you put my picture on the wall. Your your picture's already on my wall. okay. It has a a heart circled around your face with an arrow through it. How cute. (laughs) Is it the same one? Did you shrink it down and put it inside your locket that you wear around? No, it's actually, it's the same one I have in a frame underneath my pillow. Okay, nice. Well, I am glad. I'm glad I mean that much to you. All right. All right. Well, yeah, so we recorded this one in the middle of the day. I think we both have to go back to work pretty soon. Yeah, I do. I got a few things I got to finish up. So, okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Do you want to talk about our Twitter? Our our Twitter? Yeah, that's how a senior citizen would say it. (laughs) I don't think I want to talk about my Twitter. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to at least mention what our Twitter what our Twitter is? Uh, Witness underscore more. Yeah. All right. Is our Twitter handle? Is our is our is our uh, tweeter handle? Yeah. I need a cup of coffee. All right. That sounds All good. Right. So are you gonna are you gonna plunder later? No. Okay. I'll uh I'll All tell right. you why when we when we're done recording. All right, thanks for listening. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Witness More. If you have anything you'd like to add to the conversation or want to reach out to us, you can tweet us at witness underscore more or email at witnessmorepodcast at gmail.com.